Yeah, it was ugly, but a win is a win, right? You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast. The first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's date is 2-6-2023, and as I said in my cold open, it was ugly, okay? I get it, everybody. I'm hearing it from all sides, and... um. We still won the game, deserve to win the game. It's just not as pretty as, you know, a UVA game or something that UVA fans and viewers would probably think as uh, uh, satisfying, you know, as what they would usually like to see. They beat Louisville uh, 61 to 58. Louisville, of course, the abysmal Louisville Cardinals coming into the game 3 and 22. And only have won one ACC championship game, or excuse me, one ACC uh, conference game. The difference was with this team and why they got close and why they played so tough. This is not, their record doesn't indicate, in my opinion, how bad they really are. They actually are a team that are going to surprise some folks. I would not be surprised if they went on a little bit of a run. Uh, and won two or three, four games before this season is out. They gave Miami a hard time. They gave Notre Dame a hard time the last three games, and they gave Virginia a hard time. Now, excuse me. Now, do I think this is the norm for uh, the Cavaliers as far as playing down to the competition? Uh, I don't think so, but. One thing that, you know, I love, you know, my, you know, my Wahoos, um, I love everything about, you know, what they do as far as coaching and recruiting and bringing in talent and getting kids to buy in and and play, you know, this, this certain style that nobody in college basketball really wants to play. But to the death of me, you know, trying to explain to people that, you know, UVA is going to play this slowdown style. And what happens is when you play this slowdown style and you're not hitting and you're shooting 56% from the free throw line, you know, you're limiting your possessions and you're shooting, you know, 31, 32% from three during the game, a team can get hot and show you up and just like, uh, L uh, or uh, the, the their shooter um, who came in red hot scored thirty three points against Miami the game before came in still hot uh, and, and almost cooked you know the University of Virginia Cavaliers you know got by um, you know you know in a game that. They probably should have lost. Uh, L. Ellis was 
on fire. And and as and and, and I'm not saying that, you know, it, it was uh destined to happen, but it's definitely something that I always revert back to because we get into these lulls and the pace of play can sometimes bite you in the butt, bite you in the ass. And, and, and sometimes when you're not shooting well from the line, from three, even from two, because we have that issue as well, we'll get into these lulls and these droughts of scoring, which I just cannot stand. One thing about this team, though, now that they've they're, – they're winning in a lot of different ways. You know, they, they, they won the Duke game – previous game you know based off of driving to the bucket getting fouled um you know putting pressure uh on duke uh in the paint and just scoring that was uh, a different uva team than i'm used to seeing typically they're shooting jays you know they're shooting mid-range they're shooting deep you know um you know if they get a layup it's usually like a a one-off it's a quick you know, cut to the basket, then a layup. No, they were making a concerted effort to get to the rim. Reese Beatman, we got to talk about Reese. I'm not sure what's going on with Reese, um, especially for this last game. Uh, and the game before, you know, wasn't it was okay. He had a, a lot of assists, but he's scoring. There's something off on his scoring, you know, uh, you know to me. But... Um, but we'll get back to Reese. But, you know, this team and this, you know, <laughs> even during the championship year in 2018-2019, on their road to winning the title, they had a close call against Notre Dame, I believe it was. And Notre Dame wasn't that good of a team either. But Notre Dame uh, kept the game close, kind of like this one. And they had to squeak it out. UVA had to squeak it out. Well, one thing about it also, and you know this being a college uh, fan, college sports fan, on the road is such a night and day difference for these players. I don't know. I mean, I guess I know why, because sometimes just being familiar, you know, the kids tend to react better, you know, play better. Uh, you know, to being in your own bed, to, you know, eating at your own, you know, mess hall and, you know, just, I, I get that part, but they, there's something to that in college football, baseball, basketball, whatever. And this, I, I think this had a little bit to do with that as well. Even though Virginia is a very, um, they have a lot of uh, tenured players, players with a lot of experience. I think that played a little bit into it. You know, for the guys that just felt like they were uncomfortable. Not to mention, there is a new deflate gate, okay, <laughs> uh, that is going around. If you watch the end of the game, you saw Kihei, as soon as the, the clock hit zero, run to the ball, pick it up, take it to Tony Bennett. Ben Vanderplas, Kihei Clark said that the ball was flat. They said they could push two fingers into the ball like... You know, they, was, they were given a, a flat ball. I don't know. That was uh, really interesting to hear. Uh, and, uh, you know, thank goodness that they won because it could have been, I think, a lot worse being that they're playing 
with a ball that is flat, you know, and it's uh, and it's <laughs> an away game, you know, in Louisville, and Louisville's trying to get their first win. And, you know, I don't know. I just felt like it was uh, just too many things going in the wrong direction, and I'm just glad they pulled it out, you know, the way that they did. The midway point of the NBA season is here now, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a new, no sweat, first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can even you can even bet on everything from money line, point scores, and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. Just go out there and check it out. Download it because, you know, there's free money out there even if you don't win, guys. Just give it a shot. If you kind of have it in your spirit to, 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 to give it a try to see if your hunches, hunches are true. Maybe, you, you know, you, you feel in your mind or you feel in your heart that I could think I could win this bet. I think um, I know who the scores are going to be. I think I know, you know, if you know, if you want to try some of the prop bets. I know who's going to score first and those kind of things. Try it out. You know, it's, it's definitely a, a worth an, an opportunity to see if you can get some of that cold heart cash because you win instantly. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go fanduel.com forward slash locked on. That's fanduel.com forward slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel on an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, yeah, everyone, um, I'll tell you, I got to thank you for, for listening to Locked On Virginia, making it your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On college basketball everything you need to know about college basketball in one place plus here from big news experts insiders coaches and players locked on college basketball available on youtube or wherever you get your podcast but back at it guys yes an ugly win ugly win ugly win um for me i was um unemotional about it i'm watching it Excuse me, I'm, let me take that back. I was concerned, but I was not spirited, I guess is the word I'm going to use. I wasn't spirited enough, uh, you know, about the game. I was kind of sitting there watching the game, saying to myself, all right, anytime now, boys, anytime now, boys, go on a run. Let's put up. You know, 15 points is going to 12 point, 12, 15 point run, which they did get a 12 point runoff, but then they went into another lull, you know, and they went into just another period where they just did not score. We've got to switch some of that up. One thing, like I said, that I noticed, they started driving to the basket to try to get some points to break up the momentum from the uh you know from the other uh team and i mean louisville kept coming heights off to them they just were looking you know 
their their coach, you know, God bless him, you know. Um, Danny Manning's on that staff too. I didn't even know that, uh, but I saw him uh, on the staff there. But you know, God bless his heart because he's just trying to motivate these young guys, trying to get these guys to play a certain way. But they almost, you know, pulled it off. They almost could, if they could have got the game to overtime, who knows, you know, what would have happened. I mean, UVA has shown the poise uh, that that you would want from a team with a lot of senior leadership, you know, and uh, upperclassmen. But, you know, I've, I've, I felt like, you know, watching the game, I'm like, all right, any moment, guys, any moment, you got to kick it in. Uh, but uh, 61-58, uh, you know, a win over Louisville. Louisville was ready to go. Um, Louisville actually was up by nine uh, at one time in the first half. And, uh, you know, and, but they just couldn't hold it together. Uh, but L. Ellis, that guy, whoo, you know, um, he, he, he was shooting the lights out, um, you know, you know, in the beginning. I think he wound up with 20-plus points. Um, you know, and, and, and I didn't, you know, I, I didn't blink, you know, uh, but, but good job uh, by him. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win a couple more games, but UVA, let's talk about our Wahoos. They have won 10 out of the last 11 games. Now, usually when the team is, is, is on that kind of a, a winning streak, you know, on that, on, on that kind of a, a a winning uh, mode. A lot of times you wouldn't feel, you know, you know, your confidence would be high. You know, you wouldn't feel really uh, worried about, you know, the next team. For me, I'm worried about the next team because we still haven't um, solidified everything. We're winning, and this is what good teams do, and I know. Maybe I'm a little bit of a worry wart when it comes to things like this, but we're winning in a lot of different ways. That's something, you know, the Wahoos for the last two, three years, they couldn't win. They can only win one way. They couldn't win in multiple ways. If they were hitting their threes, they could win the game. You know, they're playing, you know, pretty, they're regular, pretty decent defense. You know, they, they, they could win the game, but there's something inconsistent about the team, but that's not always a bad thing. But that still doesn't mean it makes me feel comfortable because it does make me uneasy watching these Wahoos play a game where they have a drought of four minutes, five minutes. Defense is playing pretty decent, but they're not scoring points. In the tournament, big-time tournament, talking March Madness, that's where you get hurt. That's where it stings you, you know, where you're not scoring uh, in, you know, late in the game and your, your, your ball handlers can't get to the bucket and, you know, you can't get the ball to your most important people and they're, you know, sticking to you and you're not hitting your shots, which UVA has a propensity to do, especially this year, um, not hitting outside shots. Now there's a new issue and it's all in your head. It's all mental. They're not shooting their free throws, not making their free throws. Excuse me. Let me clarify that. They're not making their free throws. I don't know if I've ever seen a stretch this last maybe three games where the University of Virginia Cavaliers are shooting this bad of um, of free throws. Now, if you combine like the last three games, they're shooting 60%, a little over 60%. Awful. Awful. 
you know, which for me is, is something that I um or right no, no they're probably right at fifty eight. Yeah, just just awful, you know, shooting free throws like you know this team is not a jump shooting team or a three point shooting team. So, you know, m- maybe the team is transforming right in front of us, and maybe I should just chill, lean back a little bit, and let it let it continue to morph into something that um you know that we were not expecting but uh like i said 56 percent last game for free throw percentage uh kihei clark went off um playing his best i said it before man playing his best basketball as a wahoo shoot uh kihei was at 14 points six assists bennett vanderplas 10 points 11 rebounds um and those guys are, are still sticking it out Jaden Gardner played what he could play. Um, Isaac McNeely, you know, the sharpshooter. Kid is is shooting, you know, 50% from three, a little over 50% for like the last four or five games. They need to give him more shots. They got to, I don't know. And Armand Franklin, he's shooting as well, shooting, playing good. You know, and like I said, I've been eating crow. You know, for most of the year now, because I was really down on him coming into the season. But, um, you know, Isaac McNeely, the young sharpshooter uh, from out of West Virginia, we have to give him more shots, man. This is just, He shoots too well. His form is too good. You know, another thing he's added to his game, he's driving to the bucket. They're coming out, you know, and they're closing out on him hard. He's dribbling around these guys and getting to the bucket. I can just see his uh, his ceiling is high right now uh, for ACC play. I see this kid coming in next year averaging 16, 17 points, making about three, four threes a game, and um, and getting fouled. And I mean, he's if he could if he gets his handles tight, his handles are not all that great. I mean, he can dribble you know, for, for an average guard coming up the court. But if he can get like a real tight handle, you know, on the ball and not turn it over, you know, because I've seen him create as well, you know, off, you know, off the dribble. You know, we could have a, uh, a young superstar in, in you know, in the, uh, in the making. And then I got to throw in Ryan Dunn, who is really turned into the defensive stopper uh, down low, you know, he, he can play some perimeter defense as well. He's really good at that. But what I'm noticing is he's playing a great game down low against other athletic big men, something that UVA really hasn't had, you know, outside of like, no, they just haven't had an athletic big man like Ryan Dunn. They almost threw him an alley-oop where he was damn near jumping from the foul line. Reese was throwing in one, but he got fouled on it. He just comes in. He's a highlight waiting to happen, man. Every time he comes in, he's running the floor. He's looking for an alley-oop or a big dunk, a big block or something. So, but Ryan Dunn is, 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 a, uh, is a stud and a star as well. He'll be a, uh, definitely a defensive uh, stopper, defensive stud on, on a UVA team where defense is – what it is as far as how important it is 
that's that's just as big as being a three-point superstar uh, shooter for University of Virginia. If you defensive stopper like DeAndre Hunter was, you know, just, you know, Imamidi Diakite, also another stopper on defense. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how Coach Bennett continues to deploy these young freshmen. So these guys keep rocking and rolling, man. But let's talk about Reese. Uh, my guy, Reese Beekman. What's going on with Reese, guys? Have you noticed, you know, he's – is he walking around to me like he's a little ginger, you know, you know, with his, you know, walk, you know, just his walk? You know, I know and I know he kind of walks with an odd uh, a gait. You know, his stride is a little, you know, labored. It looks like he's hurting all the time. His shoulders are kind of up and he's walking like he's, you know, like – I don't know, you know – Take a look at it and, you know, comment on it. Tell me what you guys think. But Luis had a terrible game. Didn't score a, a field goal, shot some free throws, you know, didn't make any threes. I don't know. You know, and, and he's blown some bunnies, you know, or, you know, some close shots, you know, uh, against Duke. I want to say he missed three. Three close shots right at the bucket uh, or layups and just missed them. And he missed some. For this last game as well so i'm not sure what's happening with reese maybe it's a concentration thing and his three-point shooting well, he was shooting damn near 50 percent and um fell off a cliff as well he was like oh for two or oh for three from three as well for this louisville game let's keep a look on reese and see if we can um try to diagnose you know what we see um but let's talk about Deflate Gate 2.0. How about Kihei Clark picks up the ball, takes it to Tony Bennett, and the ball is flat. He says that it's, and so does Bennett Vanderplas in the interview after the game. says that it's flat. You know, I wonder if they're going to do any kind of investigation or if they're going to just let it go. I think if it was going to be pushed, it would have to be pushed by UVA. And since they got out of there with the win, I don't think that they'll pursue it, but... That's definitely something that they got to keep an eye on because teams will try anything uh, to to slow down the better team. Like, you know, just for instance, just give you like a football reference. Um, I remember having a team that was that I played on. We were extra fast, real speedy, real quick and fast. And for some reason, it hadn't. You know, the the, the field was kind of soft and muddy. You know, like they turned the sprinklers on you know, a couple hours before the game and it wasn't showing like it wasn't puddling, you know, on the field water, but you could step on the field and it was soft. And I was like, man, it seemed like they were just trying to slow down the speed of, uh, of a, uh, you know, of the team that we had and the other team, they, they weren't as fast. They were some strong plow horses, you know, kind of a strong players, bigger, stronger players, but they did not have the speed. And it was like, Maybe they're trying to even the uh, even the odds, and it was on their field. So maybe they had that kind of a thing going on with the uh, you know with the basketball uh, you know from Louisville. I don't know. Something to keep a check on. I wonder if there's going to be any more investigations into it, but maybe not. But that's something that we'll have to uh, keep a note of. Uh, so let's get to the next game. Of course, Notre Dame. UVA plays Notre Dame uh, at home at noon. This Saturday, uh, another winnable game, but you can never say winnable when we're talking about the ACC. 
especially the way the worst team in the league played, and you can never rest. Maybe that was something that this team needed to wake up. Well, excuse me, they were awake, but something for them to be aware of and something that when tournament time comes around, you know, they'll know how to navigate that path even better. So Notre Dame coming in, uh, ESPN noon, um, ESPN 2, I believe. But they got Notre Dame, Boston College, UNC, Clemson, and Louisville uh, for their next five games. If they can run the table, get to 25 wins, going into Greensboro with the double bye, maybe they can get a you know couple wins or 27, 28. I reiterated it. I'm looking for a number one seed. I'm hunting for that number one seed for this team. Just make sure you uh, hunt with me, stay with me, because before before long, you know this season will be over and we'll be wanting. Uh, football season to come back around. Of course, remember, spring game is the 15th of April, and be ready for that as well. I got to thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, guys. I'll see you Saturday, and wahoo-wah.